Hey everybody, if you are a writer or an aspiring writer, or if you just love literature, I have a book for you. It's called Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories. It is the long-awaited craft book by Steve Almond, based on three decades of his writing career, a career that has featured at turns depression, failure, anxiety, self-loathing, despair, self-doubt, loss of faith, delusions of grandeur, and the occasional triumph. It's a book about the writing life. Steve Almond has done it. He has embraced it, the full catastrophe, and he has lived to tell about it. The Boston Globe says, quote, this isn't just a book about writing, it's a book about honesty. And Richard Russo calls it, quote, one of the best books on writing I've ever read. It's also the funniest by a country mile. Once again, it's called Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories by Steve Almond, available from Zando. Go get your copy right now, wherever you buy books. All right, everybody, how you doing? This is Brad Listy. This is the Other People Podcast. I'm here in Los Angeles. Hope you're doing okay. Today, I'm going to try something new. It's Friday, it's the end of the week, and I thought I would offer up a flashback from the Other People archives. I figure after, you know, what is it, almost 12 years of doing the show, nearly 850 episodes at this point, it's as good a time as any to start going back through the archives on a weekly basis, assuming I can manage the work schedule. That's the one caveat. I'm going to see if I can do this. I'm going to go back through the archives and try to share with you on a weekly basis, some flashbacks from episodes past. These flashback episodes will be short form. That's how I'm imagining it. Like five to 15 minutes, somewhere in there, seven to 20 minutes, something like that. And I'm gonna start out doing it on Fridays, dropping highlights from past conversations into the feed. Bits of insight, bits of instruction, commiseration, and revelation. So today in this inaugural Friday flashback, you're going to hear me in conversation with best-selling author Otessa Moshfeg. Her debut novel, Eileen, was shortlisted for the National Book Critics Circle Award and the Man Booker Prize, and it won the Penn Hemingway Award for debut fiction. Otessa's other novels include My Year of Rest and Relaxation, which you're going to hear us talk about, another novel called Death in Her Hands, and a novel called Lapvona. She is also the author of the short story collection Homesick for Another World, as well as a novella entitled Magloo. I spoke with Otessa Moshfeg in episode 532. This, what you're about to hear, is the two of us talking about a variety of things, including her approach to her work, the impact of sobriety on her fiction, and her feelings about the tension between darkness and lightness in a work of art, among other things. So, this episode first aired on July 11th, 2018. Here I am in conversation with Otessa Moshfeg. Did you know the end when you start? Is that, a, is that a common thread from book to book? Like, do you have to have some sort of like finish line in mind in order to get started and feel like you have a, a real like uh, sense of direction? Yeah, not from, not from the first line, but when I'm in 
in it. Like once I understand, I'm like, okay, I've developed the story to a certain point. I, I get the premise. Usually the end, it, whether it's a, it's usually an image and that comes to me pretty early on in the writing. And that's like, you know, it always feels like a blessing. And sometimes I don't even understand it, you know. But you honor it. Yeah. You, you know it when it's there. Yeah. Hey, everybody. If you are a writer or an aspiring writer, or if you just love literature, I have a book for you. It's called Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories. It is the long-awaited craft book by Steve Almond based on three decades of his writing career, a career that has featured at turns depression, failure, anxiety, self-loathing, despair, self-doubt, loss of faith, delusions of grandeur, and the occasional triumph. It's a book about the writing life. Steve Almond has done it. He has embraced it, the full catastrophe, and he has lived to tell about it. The Boston Globe says, quote, this isn't just a book about writing, it's a book about honesty, and Richard Russo calls it, quote, one of the best books on writing I've ever read. It's also the funniest by a country mile. Once again, it's called Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories by Steve Almond, available from Zando. Go get your copy right now, wherever you buy books. And what about starting? Like, do you tend to start with an image too? Like, well, how do you get an idea for a book? Has there been a, a common thread from work to work or is it different? Mm, it's always different. It's always different. I mean, McGlue came from an 1850 article oh, right. in, in a newspaper. Eileen came from... That's sort of magical. Oh, that, that was a total gift from God. Yeah. Eileen... Can you, can you explain yeah. that just oh. so people know? Because like, I think people listening might not have context. Like you were at Brown. Yeah, I was, at, I was at Brown and I was just sort of, I don't know, looking, like scrolling through their archive of periodicals from the mid-19th century in New England. And I'm from New England, so it was all interesting to me. But just for the hell of it you were doing just this? For, just for the hell of it. I didn't, I, I can't, I, I spent a lot of time at the library working. I don't, I don't even know. This was um, your MFA. Yeah. Yeah. You just said that, I think, but. No, you said it. I, I was at Brown. Oh, I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but for, so people listening know you were there to get your MFA. Right. I was a student and with student access to the library, you get to use their Nexus Lexus or whatever you call it. And, um, yeah, I just was, I mean, I've always been fascinated by new, like the history of new England. It's where I'm from and it's not a history that's in my family story. So it's, it's different. It's weird. And new England is a pretty fascinating place. When you, when you look at the beginning of the Europeans arriving there, Sure, they were totally nuts. Yeah. You know, I'm reading, uh, I'm about to finish this biography of Henry David Thoreau. And it's like, like he was one of the early naturalists and historians of the, of the region or whatever. But, uh, Margaret Fuller who helped to found the dial, which was that literary magazine, like the transcendentalists. Mm hmm. There's like this story that I didn't, I guess I might've heard once or read once, but had forgotten about how she left and moved to Italy and married this like count or something like that. And then she was coming back over to visit family on a boat. And just as the boat was approaching the shores of New England, it ran into like really rough seas and capsized. And it was like horrible. Like, you know, the boat's tipping, everyone's going into the water, it's freezing, people are drowning. And the worst part of the story is that there were all these people on the shore watching it happen. 
and like nobody got into a lifeboat. And then on top of it, as like people's belongings started like washing to the shore, they just like scavenged it and took mm. it. And they, and and the boat was like 300 yards offshore. It wasn't wow. like it was way out there, but it's like such a haunting story. Like to go back to like humanity, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, wow, that's people for you or certain people. Mm-hmm. This boat is going under like Margaret Fuller, like watched her like husband and the children go under. And then she just like threw herself in and, you know, horrible. So. Sounds, anyway, <laughs> sounds like a good book. Yeah, um, but history of New England, McGlue, you were flipping through and basically read this. It was like a, a snapshot or a, a summary, right? It was a really just a like four or five line summary of a case that had been um, a, a case of this guy named McGlue who had just been acquitted of murder, and it included some details. I mean that he'd been acquitted on the on the count of murder. The, the person that he'd killed was named Mr. Johnson. Um, the murder happened in the port of Zanzibar. They were... Um, Where is that? Where is Zanzibar? in um, Tanzania. Okay. Okay. That, make, that sounds right. <laughs> I hope that's true. <laughs> I feel like an idiot. Um, and and that he, the reason he was acquitted was that he he was found to... I mean, I think it was an... It was. It's not a very important case, right? But in in the case, he's acquitted because he was found to be out of his mind at the time that he committed this murder, and he was out of his mind because he was in a blackout, drunk, and had had brain damage or had major head trauma from having jumped off a moving train um, before he had gone off on this sea voyage. So, I mean, that was the whole story, and and it did feel like a gift. I mean. It didn't. the whole, The book didn't come at me all at once. It came in through like a very narrow trickle. It was hard to do, but. Um, but something in you responded to it. Like I was reading about you, and like you were, uh, you are a drinker, and then got sober, and mm-hmm. were in AA, and had like went through the whole sobriety experience. So that did, was that speaking to you? Was this totally? A, it was a way totally. for you to explore that stuff. It it was a it was a way for me to explore the my darkest passions. And wanting, I mean, it, it makes me think of this new novel too, because it's about a woman who wants to check out. I mean, that's what McGlue wanted too. I mean, he wanted it desperately to be drunk all the time. Right. I mean, I was never, I was never that kind of drinker that I want. I mean, I was never kind of like blackout, I'll kill someone in my blackout <laughs> drunk. But, you know, I'm someone who's had, who's who's felt extremely stressed out by my own mind like basically my entire life so things like alcohol or you know name it like i've i've had to deal with how attractive those substances and whatever behaviors just to can turn be. it like downers like just to turn it off i mean just to make it different you know i mean you can i, I can use tv for it too right you know that's a drug yeah I feel like you're like my year of rest and relaxation, it, it sneaks up on you. Um, and I feel like all of your books are about, like you said, wanting things to be different, reinvention of self. And uh, my year of rest and relaxation, uh, the end of it is very moving. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of uplift in, a, in the weirdest way. Like your books work on you. And, uh, they work on people in a weird way because... You're willing to go into the darkness. And I speak from my own experience creatively trying to write where I'm trying to address dark things. 
but feeling suffocated by it Mm -hmm. because I'm like, I'm a person who sort of wants there to be some funny. Like Mm -hmm. I don't want to create art that is like mercilessly dark for people that offers no oxygen. Mm -hmm. Um, and yet I also don't want to shy away from the very real existence of suffering. Uh, how do you do it? Like, do, do you know, can you articulate how you go into these dark places and find the light or the humor or make it breathable for readers? Mm. I don't know. Everything's kind of dark. I, I, I'm, I, I don't, I don't really know what people mean when they say that something isn't dark. People are never like, oh, it's when, when you say something is light, what you mean is it is frivolous and has no real meaning, right? That it's just fun, but it doesn't matter. So or maybe the counter to that would be heavy, but heavy connotes like something that's a burden that's going to weigh you down. That doesn't sound very, it, it, it's, it's not something that inspires growth. It's just something that you're going to have to bear with. And dark is, you know, I think we're all scared of the devil, blah, blah, blah. But like dark is where everything happens, you know, dark in, in, when in the light of day, people don't, I mean, that's why it's so crazy when someone gets shot in the middle of the day, because they're like, it was, it was noon, right? you know, (laughs) but if it happens at night, you're like, oh yeah, like, of course. Right. So everybody has to act right when, when they're visible. And I think fiction I mean, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm, I think I'm kind of splitting into saying two different things, but basically I just think darkness means interesting now. It just, <laughs> it's kind of lost. It, it's true meaning. It doesn't mean Dracula, you know, it, it, and it doesn't mean, um, Satan it means reality. Yeah. It just means reality. <laughs> but, and I, and I think that's why fiction is f- fiction, whether it's literature or film or whatever me- medium it is, is. It is the interesting things are often dark, you know, comedy is often very, very dark, right? That's where our feelings are complicated is in that is in the darkness. And that's where, you know, there's all of the private, all all our privacy lives in the darkness. And when we share art, that privacy gets to be spoken to and, and somehow has a, an outlet for another another life it's that privacy is given more room you know and i think in that space art can be really moving okay there we have it the first other people flashback episode my conversation with otessa moshfeg in july of 2018 episode 532 you can listen to the full conversation it's in the podcast feed it's all accessible no paywall so have at it The Other People Show is offered freely. The entire archive is made available to listeners free of charge. It's a listener-supported show, so if you like this program, if you get something from it, I hope you will support the work that I do over at patreon.com slash otherpplpod. That's patreon, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash otherpplpod. You can support the show for as little as $1 a month. It's a no-brainer. Patreon.com slash otherpplpod. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. You can also subscribe on YouTube. If you have a couple of minutes and you would be so kind, I would appreciate it if you would rate and review 
The Other People Show wherever you listen. Give it a rating. If it's possible to write a review, write a review. It helps new listeners find the show. If you would like to get some merch, an Other People t-shirt, you can do that at otherppl.com, the show's official website. And if you would like to sign up for my free once-a-week email newsletter, you can do that at bradlisty.com or otherppl.com. All right, coming up next on The Other People Show, I will be in conversation with author Ivy Pakoda. She has a new novel out called Sing Her Down. It actually publishes next week. So that will be happening on Sunday. Have a great weekend, everybody. I will talk to you very soon. Stay tuned.